Hey everyone, welcome to another Fashion Grunge podcast episode. I'm Lauren. I'm Jai. Hey. Oh my gosh, Forward Flash, finally, number 29. I thought it was 30, but it's 29, and we're talking Crazy Beautiful from 2001. Wow. I know, it's crazy. It feels like yesterday. (laughs) I know, it does. Like, this is very, like, late 90s. Like, it feels like a late 90s movie. It does, but at the same time, I know what you're saying, but actually for me, it feels more like early 2000s. Yeah, I guess so. The, the clothes, the for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of in between. Yeah, I don't know. This is not streaming fucking anywhere. You can rent it, but I'm really surprised when I was just going through and doing like research and stuff that there wasn't that much about this movie. I know, there's barely anything. It's weird, like Kirsten Dunst. If you're a Kirsten Dunst fan, then you've seen this movie. You have to have, there's no way. And then Jay Hernandez was like brand new when this was out. Yeah, I also wonder how many people have actually seen this. We'll see. Um, Yeah, we'll see. I'm really curious because this is, this is like one of my favorites. I own this on DVD. This came out in June of, June 29th, 2001. So I literally just graduated from high school. Like, a few weeks oh, wow. before. So I saw this in the theater. Because um, I like Kirsten Dunst, you know? So I was like, oh my god, cool. So I became obsessed with it. Bought the soundtrack. I was, like, really into, like, her cameras and her, like, Polaroids. And her cool, like, scrapbooks and stuff. Um, and I wanted to live in L.A. So this just made it even worse. That I was just like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I get to see California and stuff. So, yeah, I was instantly obsessed with it. And I've had the dvd for like probably 20 years (laughs) like for a long time yeah it's it's really cool yeah when did you first see it um i watched it when it came out on dvd i didn't watch this at the uh movie theater theater oh okay so whenever it came out you know yeah like on tape and stuff like to rent or whatever well did we have dvds then or did we have yeah we did have dvds it was like early 2000s yeah because when did i buy a dvd but i mean i i also love love her so and it just looked really cool yeah it has that weird like a uh, blue tone that 13 also has and twilight yes. like yes. it has that weird aqua this one's a bit more of like a cyan like uh, for all the photo nerds out there it has like that kind of a cast on it and then 13 at the same thing uh it, a little bit like different but it did and it's really contrasty and like blown out like the sky is blown out um in a lot of shots but it's cool it's like bleached it kind of looks like a bleached effect yeah it does look like old like 90s he's got that look you know Mm -hmm. what i mean most likely Um, shot on film i'm assuming me too i think so yeah um but yeah i love the fashion i love the the story and i love him he was so sexy so hot i he was on a show he was on a show called hang time which i don't know anyone out there knew that show it was on like after Saved by the Bell on, like, Saturday mornings on uh, a channel here. I think it was, like, NBC. I looked up that he was apparently in this. It was a show that came on after Saved by the Bell only for, like, a few seasons. But I never... I think I've seen it, but I don't remember him on that show. So he had done one thing before he did this. But this was his, like, movie debut. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I haven't... I haven't seen him in anything, actually. 
I was gonna say, have you seen him since? Because no, I haven't. he now he's in Magnum PI, that show that was from like the eighties that Tom Selleck was in. It's like an old TV show. He's in that mm. that's on TV now that he's been on for quite a while. But he was also in uh Suicide Squad, the movie that had I like I never watched that. I didn't watch yeah, that. Yeah, I doubt you would have <laughs> watched it, but <laughs> but yeah, he was in that. Um and that was like twenty sixteen. But that was like a bad movie, but he was in that. And he was in like Friday Night Lights, um, and like Hostel and a few other okay. things. But he's in T V now, so I think that's basically what he does. That's cool. Yeah, so, I'm, yeah I'm happy that cool. he obviously has had a career, but yeah, he was so beautiful. It's the perfect title for the film. I mean, yeah. She's like a hot mess and <laughs> like he's the beautiful one. I know. <laughs> totally. Because she has not washed her hair in this entire fucking movie. <laughs> like it makes me like, I'm like, oh my God, her hair's like so greasy. Like, is this on purpose? Is she just like so drunk all the time that she's just like not showering yeah, and not and like that's kind of the vibe that i get yeah she i think barely, so right like, is able to get out of bed and when she does it's just to party with her friends that's and... true yeah yeah she's just like it's i just... mean honestly like it's the perfect example of a 17 year old going wild i mean yeah it is and she has she's not checked at all like she has like no real discipline because her dad is just like kind of absentee but she has she's money. Rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she and she has money, so she can like get out of anything kinda sorta that like, you know, that happens to her. So yeah. And of course yeah. he's, you know it this is I such know. a typical story of like <laughs> it's like Romeo and Juliet, but like current day. Like he's from like the east side and she's from the west side and like are they gonna make it work? And it is, but I also, I actually love that it's not the other way around. Like he he's rich and she's poor because normally that's the case. Do you that's think? Wait, what we... is it? What's another one where it's that way, where he's rich? I don't and she's know, poor? but like I I think that's just a very like it's been done so many times, but it's basically that whole like kind of Cinderella story. You know, she's poor and he's rich. Oh yeah, like... Fifty Shades is like that. Lots of I mean, I just can't think of one right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I just think it's just that, that plot yeah. that we have, like forever, especially in the eighties and nineties. That was just huge. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I love that it's the other way around, and yeah, I mean, I love the story so much. But there, there, there are a lot of like cringy moments now. Yeah, now, then, yeah, it, it made really sense wasn't, though. Like it was just like what we were used to here. Yeah, it was part of the norm, but. Yeah, I think it was pretty. There are some bits I'm just like, it was, it, it's cringy now, but like, I think when I watched it, I probably just thought it was funny. Same. And I knew that it wasn't like, I don't know. I just think it's really like funny. I think I knew it wasn't like in like a, like a jokey way. I, I was like, this is what people sound like. Like, this is just kind of reality a little bit. <laughs> so I guess I was like, well, yeah, that happens. But now it's, it's not like that. It's like really, I mean, society's just really different. So. Yeah. different things can happen but yeah it's oh, that's so nuts i also have to say that this is another like manic pixie dream girl kind of oh, yes. uh example and i was looking up manic pixie dream girls because that's like a trope that first came about in elizabethtown oddly enough kirsten dunst's character in elizabethtown but it's characterized as 
a girl that is essentially in the story, like it says it exists solely in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer directors to teach broodingly soul, soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. So, I mean, there's so many examples of this character, like Clementine in Eternal Sunshine. It's always like the woman that's supposed to be helping this guy achieve what he wants to do. True. And it's yes. not like the focus really about her. And this one, I I was thinking about it as I watched it. I was like, I know that Pixie Dream Girl thing is way later. It came about like way later, like as a term, but it was definitely the trope was used and has been used in a lot of films. Also, interestingly enough, this is directed by John Stockwell, directed by a guy and written by uh, Phil Hay and Matt Manfredi. So all men on the main team here. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see like how he's the one that has promise. He's the one that's like going to go to Annapolis. He wants to be a pilot. He's got like all the smarts. He's on football. Like there's really nothing bad that he does at all. He's like the like he's perfect. He doesn't exist newsflash he's a good son he's just yeah i know yeah, yeah everything he works at his uncle's ha- uh, place on the weekend like he and he was mad that he was missing work because he was with her and he was like no my uncle really needs me i was like what fucking 17 year old boy is this this is a lie <laughs> like he's not gonna do this but he is that actually is his character though he's like that good um, right i mean i definitely never met a 17 year old that fits like you know, in with this character, but I have met older guys that are exactly like that. Oh, like just a really good person. Yeah, and you know, they they like are just trying to better themselves because they don't come from money, so they really have to work for everything they have. Um, but not not a seventeen year old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is like kind of grown up. Like he's like a very like mature seventeen year old. You know, like, he's kind of, like, you know, he's doing all these things to better himself. He's going to, like, a better school so that he can do, like, writing to congressmen, writing to, like, all these people to get letters of recommendation. Like, he knows what he has to do. But with her, I feel like she obviously could have used a lot more development. She was more interesting, I think, Mm -hmm. than he was. Like, just the way that the story played out. And you know, just why she, we figured out kind of why she was doing the things that she was doing, but I kind of wanted to see her. Yes, I know what what you mean. You know what I mean? Like what her overall goal was. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't care to develop her character. It was like, just very simple. Okay. She comes, you know, this fucked up thing happened to her and that's why she's the way she is. But Mm -hmm. there wasn't, yeah, I didn't have much depth, which is a shame because she's obviously very artistic and that's, it's very cool, but it, it doesn't go further than that. I know. Yeah, that's kind of like, that's the down. That was my like con in the story. I was like, I really like her. And I mean, Kirsten Dunst is such a fucking great actor. I mean, she takes this entire movie. Like this, oh, no. yeah, he becomes is. very secondary and she's just so good. And so like natural at being an actor. And she's just like, yeah, she's just so good. I mean, we could tell that from Interview with the Vampire. Like, she just is oh kind of gosh. born to do yes. this, you know? She's amazing. Yeah. And she's a just... virgin suicides, too. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, she'd done all of that before, before this. So, and then also, like, what else? Didn't she do, like, uh, well, she did, like, Jumanji when she was a kid. She did. Uh, I never watched that. So. Oh, with Robin Williams. I actually Williams. didn't know That's that she cute. was in Jumanji. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she did like Little Women. I mean, she did like she was a, Little Women. That's yeah, right. she did like a I lot of stuff that. really, yeah. really young. And then right after this, she did fucking Spider Man. Like she did like the big movies, you know, like the big uh, blockbuster movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty cool that that she can kind of do everything. So and now she's just like living low key with uh, what's his name. I always see him as the guy from Breaking Bad slash Philip Seymour Hoffman because he looks like his literal son. He really <laughs> it's does. nuts. I don't know his name. Oh, Jesse Plemons. I Clemens. love them. Together. I know they're, I so, they're cute. so cute. <laughs> they're so cute. Yeah, I like them. So I love her. I love that she just does her shit. And she's obviously, we, we can't even get into like Marie Antoinette and her whole Coppola era. Oh my because gosh. that's yeah. like a whole thing. But yeah, she's so great. And you can really see that. I think if it wasn't her, this would have been a horrible movie. It would have been. Yes. You needed like a great actress to carry the film and the story. Like, as in like, because they didn't develop her character that much, but it, it kind of balanced out with her acting. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, she could. She made it more interesting just because of like the nuance that she did give it. Yes, like she wasn't I just agree. a typical crazy girl. That's also, uh, I feel another person that really helped with their character who wasn't developed at all was Kate Winslet in Eternal Sunshine. That kept, like her character was not really developed, but because she was so good, she yeah. brought so much like life to that, and you didn't. It wasn't as important because you're just like, oh, she's just really like cool yeah, that's it's, true. Just, it's just really cool yeah you know about joel in that movie because it's you know basically it's from his perspective so that makes sense you know mm-hmm. um but yeah but it's it's super cool all right so let's get on to behind the scenes thanks for listening to the fashion grunge podcast to hear the rest of this episode go check out our patreon it's patreon.com slash fashion grunge and we have 90 episodes up there including complete series recaps of freaks and geeks my so-called life tons of movies and just a ton more content so go check it out as always rate like subscribe please give us five stars on apple Podcasts and spotify and thanks bye